Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast. I'm Justin Castle calling in from New York, New York. And I'm Mike Margulies calling in today from Oakland, California, where Aloha. I am now back home. Hell yeah. Aloha. Aloha. So should we should we do a recap like, you know, where we last left our heroes? Yes, let's do that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So where, where we last left our heroes, Justin Castle had recovered from coronavirus. That's correct. And so you're fully recovered now? I've been fully recovered for several weeks. We last recorded on the 1st. Today is the, what is today, the 26th yes. of May? Yeah. So it's been a month and almost. We la- yeah. And where yeah. we left me off, I was getting ready to get on an airplane from Baltimore back here to Oakland. That is correct. And um, basically, um, I wanted to ask you, so how so how was the trip? We hung up on the first. You flew out on the second. Yep. Um, what was that experience like? How was it to get to the airport? How was the airport and and getting to the plane itself, just the actual travel, I guess. Yeah, man, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, weirdest flight experience I've ever had. Uh, so the airport was pretty much empty. So oh, that was boy. the first thing. It, and it was like a ghost town. Hmm. Um, and, was there any, know, even, any vendors open or? Yeah, there were some vendors open actually. Um, but it was really sparse. Even pulling up, you know, getting dropped off, there there was no traffic, you know, like there usually is. There was no yeah. need for like the cops to say, hey, move along, move along. You know, that just yeah. <laughs> wasn't a thing. Um, and then in the airport itself, it was, yeah, it was empty. I, and I got some pictures of it. It's It was kind of spooky and weird. And of course, everyone was wearing face masks. Um, the Interestingly enough, the place in the airport where I was most exposed was mm. in security. Go figure. <laughs> huh. Did they make they make you take your mask off and everything or Yeah, actually when they were checking my ID, I had to like, you know, pull my mask down so they could see my face. So that was number one. Huh. And then they still make everybody, you know, do all the whole rigmarole of taking off your shoes and you know, right. emptying all your pockets and you know, so now you have to, you're touching all this stuff and now you're putting it on trays that other people are touching. Right. You, know, you say to do this whole rigmarole. And, and then I went through the scanner mis- machine and I forgot to like take off my necklace. So they patted me down under my neck. So I had someone nice. down touching me, oh, patting boy. me down under my necklace. Well, they were, they were wearing gloves. I hope they were wearing gloves, but you okay, know, good. you still touched other people with the same gloves. Right. True. So it's not really that much help. And then, uh, yeah, actually I brought, you know, a water bottle uh, because, you know, they're not doing food service and stuff on the plane. I want, I want to bring my own water, but of course, Mm. you know, I forgot, oh yeah, you can't bring liquids in a plane. So then I had to, instead of just like dumping out the water bottle and giving me the empty bottle, they made me actually leave and dump it out myself. And then I had to go back through the security again. Mm. Uh, It was this whole kind of, you know, nonsense. But after getting through that, um, actually, I was wearing gloves myself at first, but then I ended up taking off the gloves because I decided it was actually putting me more at risk because I was wearing these gloves, you know, and touching things, but I wasn't able to like wash my hands. And so I decided Uh, instead of having gloves on, I would take the gloves off and just wash my hands frequently. I had, you know, hand sanitizer with me. So I was just, that seemed to be actually a safer bet than having gloves Mm. on that I'm touching things with. Were were there any other procedures that like, that they've clearly added in the past? 
couple months or just or not, um, not really? Well, on the air, you know, on the airports, the airline side, you know, uh, Southwest was intentionally not filling the planes. Uh, and I think, I, you know, I mentioned in the last episode, I got boarding group A for the first time because right, there were yeah. barely any people. And everyone had a row to themselves. Uh, it was just this empty <laughs> plane. Um, yeah. I have some pictures of that. It was it was pretty surreal. Um, but yeah, you know, people kept their masks on pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I sat at a window seat, so I'd minimize, you know, or, or maximize the distance between people. And then, you know, washed off my tray table with uh, some wipes, but you know, right. cleaned that off before I sat down, kept the air vent off. Um, they didn't serve food. That's a new thing. So I huh, brought okay. some food with me. Of course, I had to take my mask off to eat. Right. Um, but yes, it was definitely different. It was an interesting experience. And um, then I got back and when I landed, I took a, an Uber or Lyft, uh, you know, back to my place and, hmm. um, you know, I had a, you know, of course, talked with the driver about the right. situation and all that. Yeah. Did you, um, did they remove all of like the in-flight magazines and like all that kind of stuff oh, or is it still there? You know what they might have. Um, cause I'm, cause I'm sure like that's a, that's a culprit for passing diseases and you right. know, bacteria and things. You know, now that I mention it, now that you mention it, I didn't notice a magazine there. So they might have. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is there... Did, did the did like the um, the in-flight people did they come around did they still do they didn't do any beverage service you're saying or uh, maybe because you said the no, they didn't serve they didn't serve, they didn't serve food you said no they I, weren't doing the snacks they normally do and all that stuff um, okay maybe they had water available but I just brought my own okay uh, yeah gotcha. it was it was weird it was totally weird yeah <laughs> I can only I can imagine man yeah yeah um, uh. And that was kind of that was part one of my odyssey, um, because you know after <laughs> landing, the next piece of my odyssey was self quarantine because I just got off an airplane. Right. So, yeah. uh, so I had to, I stayed by myself. It, uh, I was by myself for almost two weeks. I ended up, uh, and I'll get into the story. I ended up meeting up with someone who I'm now quarantined with. A, a little gotcha. shy of the two week mark. Um, gotcha. But I was yeah by myself. Uh, for was it? probably as long as I've spent just by myself. Hmm. Yeah. Was it? And, I can imagine that's hard. And I know we've got a a lot of friends around the, you know the country that are you know just living in an apartment by themselves. A couple of friends in San Francisco. A couple of friends in New York. You know, um, at you know all over the place. Maryland. My cousin's by himself. So I'm, I, I mean, even though you zoom with people and you have conversations with people, I can imagine, I want to know, like, I'm, I'm sure it's very hard on the brain a little bit. If, if you're just by yourself in your apartment with no interaction other than a digital interaction, did that, did that affect yeah. you? Did you feel like it, it, I mean, it's only, it was only a couple of weeks. These people have been doing it for months. Like, right. have you, how did you feel about that? Just the, just even the few weeks. Yeah. How did that I mean, feel? It's definitely tough. Um, even yeah, even just a couple of weeks doing it, it it does take its toll on you. Mm. And you know, I, and I you know, I went to the grocery store, and that was about the most human interaction mm. I got. Um, 
Yeah, I, it was weighing on me. And, then, you know, and I, as I shared in like, the last episode, the whole the point wasn't to long term just be by myself. I was trying to find myself in uh, you know, a better situation ultimately. Right. Um, but I had to kind of go through this uh, this trial at first. Yeah, um, it was totally. like a, a te- I mean, it was it was valuable. And um, but no, it's totally tough. And it was it was absolutely weighing on me just being by myself. And my original plans didn't actually shake out uh, the way I wanted to. I was planning to move into a community house. You know, I was coming out here. It's going right. to. And, and having the apartment that I have here, it's nice because I did have the ability to self-quarantine. So that was a nice thing to come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I started talking to uh, a community house I used to live in, actually. And they had a spot that was available to sublet. And I was excited. Mm-hmm. But then I couldn't find somebody to sublet my room. Right. I'm sure that's a different. I'm sure everybody's having troubles with that, man. Right. Like, who's Who wants to move in, move anywhere? They're just hunkering down and. People right. And probably so can't there, even there pay their people, rents, you know? <laughs> right. Some people yeah. are still moving around, but I, I definitely had difficulty finding subletter. And so then I was kind of stuck. And what I ended up doing was I made a post on Facebook, actually. And I and I was just, as, and I posted it, you know, basically who's in my neighborhood? And I just put, who do I know that's in this neighborhood? Which is an interesting thing, um, you know, for all the network and connections I have out here in the Bay Area broadly, um, I actually didn't really even know who was, you know, yeah. who of my friends are actually in the immediate walking distance vicinity to me. Um, right. And I didn't, most of my friends that are in the Bay Area are not necessarily in my neighborhood. They're, it's kind of, it's a very geographically spread out and there's a very tight knit community that I'm in, mm-hmm. but geographically spread out. Um, so that was an interesting, uh, you know, thing that occurred to me, wow, I don't really know so many of my neighbors. I did get to know, I mean, I know the, you know, I know the person lives a couple doors down and, you know, and she's really nice. We talk and I got, I did have some conversations with my next door neighbors from across our stoops. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I had more conversations with my immediate neighbors. Right. Um, But I, you know, I, I realized I didn't know who of my, in my friend communities were actually physically close. And so I made a post to see who was here and I got some replies and, um, and then I ended up meeting up. Uh, meeting up with someone else who yeah. was also who was you know walking distance from me, <laughs> yeah. and who was also self quarantining, who has been self quarantining a lot longer than right. me, and so we did a uh, we did a distance hang where where we uh, we met up outside you know with yeah. our masks on, stayed mm-hmm. apart, and we kind of walked around, went to a park, yeah. um, and we we had. We were really meeting in person for the first time, although we had we didn't know each other. We had spoken before in the context of an event I was preparing that she was invited to. Got it. Um, this was an event that ended up not uh, ended up getting postponed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, the the famed event. <laughs> yes, <laughs> With um, all the deposits in. <laughs> right, <laughs> which I'm hoping yeah. still happens in October. We will see. Um, but yep. you know, we we both were in the same position where we mm-hmm. had been just alone. Uh, we had been hanging out alone and right. you know after even though we were really just getting to know each other after we spent some time hanging out uh and we did um we did get along really well and had a lot in common and we, so we started exploring this possibility you know i was sharing my intentions which was not to just be completely isolated by myself forever right and 
and how I want now that I, it wasn't looking as likely I could actually move into a community house. My next you know, plan was maybe I can build a little quarantine bubble from my yeah. own base yeah. of operations here. So, you know, I shared to her with her, like, hey, I'm looking to expand out, find other people to have a closed container with. Right. And um, it was this really funny <laughs> scenario, actually, because we're we're just kind of standing uh, at this point on my doorstep and we're we're like negotiating the terms of <laughs> just, you know, before we can take our masks off and hug each other, you know, th- this is a big commitment we're making here. So, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we, were, we started ta- talking about what does it mean? What are the commitments we're making? What's our understanding? What, right. You know, and we had to make agreements um, about you know, what, what we're going to do as far as how we're holding a quarantine, how we would engage with other people. And we had this whole, you know, doorstep negotiation yeah. process. Yeah, it's um, really, in- it's interesting, man, because I, <laughs> I, I, wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be caught in that position. I just... It's a, such a Mike thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the whole Mike, well, the Mike thing to begin with was 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 you rooming in Baltimore with multiple people, which was kind of, which was it turned out to be a cool thing, but like you know, I've been at, in the same one bedroom for the past you know three almost four months at this point with my wife, and we've been just doing that thing. But like being by yourself, I'm sure there's thousands of people there just by themselves. They're writing it out that's it you know i don't think people are meeting each other in tinder and then saying hey you want to come to my house and <laughs> well, it wasn't on tinder <laughs> I, i'm not saying that i'm not saying that and i'm not i'm not and i'm not inferring that there was you know any relationship involved but just like hey i need a buddy. well there is a relationship now actually that's the whole that's where the okay, story goes well, that's, news to, that's news to me but oh okay well i'll right. get there i'll, I'll get well, to that part of the story <laughs> but i'm just saying like like there's not i don't, I don't think people are gonna just be like hey uh y- you want to come uh quarantine uh, right <laughs> you know? i mean it's a great it's a great idea um well but. yeah um Certainly, it's well a little out of the box, but I, I, I wasn't gonna, I, I wasn't gonna just be by myself. And the idea was, uh, if you can build a, a quarantine and make agreements and rules, like I did when I was in Baltimore, you know, we had our people that were in our apartment, and we had rules. You can make that same kind of arrangement with people that are in other houses. Build a closed bubble, right. and so that was that was sort of what I was looking at. And it was, um, I didn't really expect her to say yes, necessarily. You know, we just were, right. we were meeting up and things just went really well. And as, and we just, as we started feeling out the possibility, uh, we were both in a situation where we wanted that companionship. Yeah, you know? totally. And so um, after we, we talked about what it would mean and uh, it, yeah, definitely was, it was the biggest commitment I've ever made before giving somebody a hug or. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or shaking shaking a hand. Yeah. Or in this case, just removing a mask is yeah. a big deal. So it's like, you oh, know, because um, uh, my own in my own experience, the past few months, like I haven't we. So again, me and my wife have been home, haven't gone anywhere except for the grocery store, just like you, and we haven't seen. I happen to see some coworkers because I, in the past few weeks, like since the first, I've had to go to some project sites for, because we do critical work and we had to go check it out. And uh, they're like, nope, no delays. You got to go. So I had to like get there myself, get in an Uber, go Mm -hmm. see the project site, come back home, take off the clothes, rinse off, you know, 
you know, first thing, or at least that, that was the protocol that we came up with. We came up with, this, with a protocol, I guess, like you. Your company negotiate. or you and Marissa came up with this? Me and Marissa came up with that. Uh-huh. So it's like... It, Your company you know, didn't have protocols for this? I mean, they have protocols, but they have, you know, wear a mask, wear gloves, stay six feet apart, all this kind of stuff. But they don't tell you what to do when you, when get, you home. get home. Right. So, I mean, my entire work crew, we do things in the field. We install equipment that controls heating and air conditioning uh, systems. So we have workers that are in the field that are interacting with people that are... Um, you can't some of it you can do remotely through if you have an internet connection but some of it if a piece of equipment fails they got to go check it out and if something's deemed essential you got to answer the call you know what i mean mm-hmm. and they even asked our company for the commitment like if we're considered essential we need to make sure that you have a certain level of staffing and all that kind of stuff so you know I made I like you made that first step within the past couple of weeks. I left the apartment. I was I was nervous. It was like relearning how to ride a bicycle. I had to walk out of the apartment. I had to, I got an Uber because I didn't want to take the subway. You know, even though mm. ridership's down whatever ninety five plus percent. I don't yeah. have the exact number, but you know, Marissa's like, no, I don't want you on the subway. So I went. I got an sense. Uber. Got an Uber. I, I went to the site. The the Uber driver. Now all the Ubers have. Did yours have this? Had like the the clear plastic. He didn't. It did not I have. Heard this. about that, but my guy did not have that. Yeah. So like all, I, I they had the overnight. It seems like these shops set up to install that clear plastic liner and even like a little Velcro window if you had to pass something through. <laughs> But like it was freaking stapled to the inside of the car, like it was pretty, pretty much done hastily. But uh, but it, it was a process. Like I, I was there, I was there with a coworker. We stayed our distance. We you know kept our masks on and tried to, um, you know, do what we had to do and then then leave. But I didn't want to get in his car. I didn't want to like I didn't want to risk put any risk on him or or anybody else. But like on me i'm like i'm i'm responsible for myself my safety and i don't want to potentially do whatever to somebody expose somebody or anything like that and came back and then the protocols take off take off the clo- shoes of the door take off the clothes of the door put it in a bag um then go take a shower come back out and you know once you're i, I think you wash your hands wash your hands first so you can can get to the bathroom and then shower and then get changed and do what you got to do and any any items that you want to use wipe them down um like my computer i had to take my computer out in the field but but just even doing that you had to it it is a negotiation you do have to set up those things and then also going to the field it was like you know re like i said relearning things that i used to do without even thinking it's like you really see it with clear eyes you know yeah especially now right so you're so, so you, you, just me doing that is, was one level and I'm thinking, I'm, you know, now you are pulling in, you're collaborating with this person that set up these protocols and then you're going right. to basically, you're basically going to mesh your lives together with, you know, whether you yeah. realize it or not. Oh Yeah. And it, it's a big commitment straight, becoming corona bonded a straight i mean you know <laughs> right you're friends but you i'm sure you were acquaintances but you're not it's not like oh you've been dating this person no, we barely knew each other like, exactly we had, we had talked on the phone because i had invited her to this event uh and so i you know i was getting to know her and 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 we have a lot of we do have a lot of common community so right. that's important to name as well we have a lot of community 
common friends and we have a lot of common interests. Oh, that's we good. know, yeah. you know, so we, we kind of, um, there, there's a lot of trust that comes with that, with the people that we know and the communities that we run in. And, um, but for sure we were still just getting to know each other. And so it was this, right. um, it was the most interesting thing as we're sitting there at the doorstep. I wonder if my neighbors, you know, overheard this conversation, Um, but uh, you know, we were just like checking in with each other. Okay. So how, how do you hold quarantine? What are your, uh, you know, what are your policies when you go out? And we had to like check with each other and agree that, okay, so we're not going to, Right. You know, interact with other people unless we check in first where when we go outside and go to right. places we wear a mask and you know et cetera et cetera et cetera and you know we had to have we had this whole yeah literally a, a negotiation and and like making agreements with each other and then right. after a kind of a pretty extended conversation actually very explicit and extended we decided to go for it and okay. so then yeah. we had this yeah we had this um that we hugged yeah. Wow. And that, yeah. that was the moment where it's like, okay, are we are we doing this? Are we gonna? And then we. Yeah. It, it was the. It was. Um, yeah. It was one of the. One of the best hugs I've ever experienced. You know, right. I hadn't really hadn't really touched hadn't touched a person in a couple weeks. Right. So all of a sudden, okay, wow, I'm hugging a person, and right. then we went into my. I, I let someone into my home. Oh my god, this is edgy. You right. Know? Yeah. And then and then we took our masks off. Right. Um, you know, and it was, and then it was real. Okay. Wow. I've just hugged somebody and took our masks off and we're in my home now. I let someone in hmm. and yeah, that's breaking the barrier, man. <laughs> like, yeah. But it was, no it wasn't back after that. that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, when, but, it, but I'm really happy with this decision. When uh, was that? When was that? And um, this re- was a little over a week ago. Maybe okay, a, gotcha. A week and a half ago, maybe maybe getting close to two weeks. R- um, right, because you got back on the second, so and then yeah, it was just shy week, of two weeks after that. Got it. Okay, and and yeah, you know, but it's been it's been really great. Um, and yeah, I mean, a relationship has developed out of that, um, mm. and it's a really intense situation to start a relationship in. Hmm, um, yeah. but it's super interesting. Um, right, it, it's. Yeah, so when I've got a quarantine re- girlfriend now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did it? So you say you have a quarantine girlfriend, which I said wasn't news to me because I met this person on a. a, a oh, that's right. A family fe- at the family. Fe- we had did yeah, a, our, a our high school friends had a posted a Zoom family family feud, feud. <laughs> which was awesome, by the way. Which I had a ball at. I haven't had great. much fun in a while. I'm glad we're doing that. Well, that's another example of just the thing we could have been doing this for for a long time. Like, why weren't we all like? You know our our old crew. Why aren't we all hanging out in Zooms this whole time? Right. Uh, so that's cool that we're doing that now. It's right. One person in Boston. You're in now. You're in San Francisco again. People in Baltimore, Virginia, D.C. I'm in New York. Like, you know, we could have been doing this for a while. But um, honestly, I, don't, I think it. I think that it. You need the push. Honestly, like, yeah. We, is the technology that different? No. Like no, Facebook, it's just the Google Hangouts is. has been there for a while. It's just like, I think it, it makes it more apparent, the options. Definitely. You know, instead yeah. of running around, it like, I wouldn't, on a Saturday night, I wouldn't be home. That's exactly it. I would not be home on yeah. a Saturday night at 8.30, 8.40. I would be out. I would be having some food and having some drinks. And then I would be out till like, you know, 10, 11 maybe 12 if i'm if it's a if i'm feeling frisky and then you know that's that's that i wouldn't have that time uh so it's kind of like taking back 
yeah. Saturdays. Oh, absolutely. Super interesting. Uh, and it was fun. And, I, and I'm, I'm glad we are doing that kind of thing now. Um, yeah, definitely. And, and yes, if you did not realize it at the time, uh, we are in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, at, at that point, at that point, were you already in a relationship? This is a week ago. This is yeah, yeah. A week, I mean, a week it, and a couple it moved days pretty ago. fast. Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was just curious because from the moment that you negotiate to when you were in some sort of relationship or involved, like, was that happening as that was being discussed or it just was a byproduct of the process or was that intentional? Like you're yeah, like, Oh, well, I'm, in, I'm into too much explicit in, detail I, here. I don't want you to get, in, <laughs> I don't want you to like go there, but, well, I, I, but you know, from my mean, own curiosity, course, did you I, like, there was interest to begin with. Is that you guys were interested in each other? That's what I want to know. Well, we, I, yeah, I mean, uh, in some level, I mean, we barely knew each other. So I wasn't necessarily, I didn't really enter into this distance hang uh, expecting this result. Right. Um, I was just, was you know, I mean, it was excited to was... see somebody at, even at a distance for the first time. And that was cool. Oh, cool. Here's someone I know who's a neighbor. And that was in itself very cool. And so I entered in uh, excited about that. And then right. as we hung out, um, you know, certainly there was, it built up, you know, okay, cool. I have a lot in common with this person. This is really, this is really cool. And then once we decided to make this commitment to join quarantines, you know, now, uh, you know, we, we are both starved of contact. So it was, we were very, you know, we we're cuddling and all this. So right. it was just very naturally lent itself, um, you know, forward. Right. Um, hmm. It's, it's good though. Cause now, and, and what's interesting, I would say now I feel like I'm in a, maybe an even better position than I would have been in in this original situation I went for, which was a community house, right? Because if you're right. in a community house, hmm. yes, you have community and company, but you're kind of always, you're stuck in that you don't really get much alone time. Yeah. And in my scenario now, I still have an apartment to myself. Uh, mm -hmm. I get a lot of space and which is recently something I, you know, I'm historically pretty extroverted, but I still am extroverted. Right. And more recently, I've also come to really appreciate you know the space and time alone. And so right. now we have, uh, you know, we have houses that are close together. I actually just got a bike. I had a flat uh, tire on my bike that I finally went to the bike store yesterday to fix. And that was another interesting scenario where you know I'd hand yeah. my credit card on a, on a grabber thing and leave my bike, right. walk away. You know, right. bike even getting your bike fixed is different. But got my bike fixed yesterday. So now it's a five minute bike ride away. You know, right. so I can ride to her place. I can ride back. And uh, we we get company we get company and also also a lot of space. Right. So right. Well, you know, I, it, it's nice. I guess I was confused. I was confused because I thought that you were in the you were at the same apartment. No, but I guess you're not. So you're no. You're, we you, we so live a five minute bike ride away from each other. Got it. Okay, so you're living at your own places, but you you've you've agreed to be safe to a certain degree and not expose yourselves and live to a certain standard. And if if as long as you live by those standards, you're okay to hang out and interact and. You know, yeah. Let let the let the, let your masks down, so to speak. Yeah, you know? yeah, literally. <laughs> um, well, Girl, yeah. let your mask down. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, we were each doing self quarantine prior to this. We were yeah. each um, 
doing that with ourselves. So now we're just combining together. So it's still a, it's a closed loop. It's a closed bubble uh, container here. We are, so we are, of course, we are both exposed to each other, but we're not seeing other people. Uh, and so we have two places, and we do spend a lot of time together. You know, either right. my place or there. And but we, it is nice. Like right now, I'm just by myself in my apartment, and I can just come and be in my room in my space and record a podcast. Right. It's hmm. nice. What about going? But what about the bike store? What about the grocery store? What about all that stuff? Like you've agreed that okay, as long as you limit your exposure, you don't care. That's fine. We do the or, same thing we're doing, right? You go to the grocery... I mean, you have to wear a mask to go to the grocery store anyway. So, you know, you wear right. a mask and you keep as much distance as you can. It's... I find it to be kind of difficult a lot of the time going oh, to the yeah. grocery store. Oh, definitely. Um, but, I mean, using the same, you know, procedures pretty much everybody is. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, of course, we have to get food. So. I, was just think, I was just thinking about it because, you know, Marissa and I, like, we, we go to the grocery store together. We... Um, go to you know, the pharmacy together or one person shoots out and goes to the pharmacy, comes back, and then they do the whole hand-washing deal. You know, if we're going to a quick stop of a place that we've already vetted and we it's just, like, right down the street, then we don't do the whole take the clothes off, go to the shower, all that kind of stuff. But if, we're, if I'm going out and going to the world, then we the other person has to do that. But... Mm. Yeah. Um, I... Well, I... I I guess I haven't been. It's probably safer after you go to the grocery store to do a shower. I haven't been yeah, doing that I practice. Haven't. I, I haven't. I haven't. But like, if I'm going out into the world, going to a work site and going to, you know, in an Uber or going to some strange place where I don't have control over the things I'm touching, then I'm gonna do all that thing. But mm. if I'm keeping to myself and I'm just grabbing the items and putting them in a basket and then checking out, going home, sure. I wash my hands and try to keep things yeah. isolated and whatnot. I mean, I don't really go fishing. that many places. I go to the grocery store once every two weeks. Um, right. I go and get beer sometimes. Right. Um, I go for walks almost every day. And that's another nice thing about my neighborhood here is a really nice. And I never really spend as much time walking around the neighborhood as I do now, but now yep. I do. And, I go for walks around the neighborhood and I don't get really close to anybody. Um, yeah. Actually, tomorrow I have a distance hang scheduled with some some good friends and colleagues. And mm. uh, we used to do a, a co-work together, and, which does not happen anymore. Well, it wasn't happening before this situation because you know, people moved and didn't have the same right. scenario. Uh, but we're going to link up and do a distance hang tomorrow. So cool. starting to do maybe, start, starting to do more of that kind of thing, you know, right. distance yeah. hangouts and figuring out. But I, I think there's, and I think it's going to evolve, evolve over time. And, yeah, and, and there's open questions. So, so what point can you distance hang? Like, do you need to wear a mask the whole time you're distance hanging? Or how far right. away do you have to be to take the mask off and I think, see somebody? I think that this weekend is a, is a really, was a really good test for a lot of people because a lot, at least in the Northeast, the, they opened up New York and a lot of the, I, the weather was decent yesterday, Memorial day, and people were out and about. And it seems like people were interacting more. Like we did a social distance, um, drive by of a couple of, of Marissa's family just to like, kind of, you know, check in and get some FaceTime at a safe distance. And, you know, 
uh, leave our masks on. And, and honestly, like it was great. It was really great. You know, just haven't seen them in months. Haven't seen mm. people except for going to the gro- like you said, the grocery store, right. things like that. Uh, you know, it's, it is a thing that's going to constantly be negotiated and changed as things open up, as people start interacting you know, I'm wondering, I'm really curious to see what people's patience is going to be because wearing the mask freaking sucks, man. It's terrible. It's the worst. It just pulls at the bridge of my nose and I, I just went out on a walk well, before I, this. Try having glasses on just fogs um, up yeah. every time. It's Yeah. they. You know what you should try? They have like um, top stick that they use for in film audio. They use it to like tape labs and different mics to people and they use it also. It's meant for... Uh, it's like a toupee tape, but try putting some top stick or two sided tape on your mask. But you, then you have to really like you have to pinch it and then put it at the top of where right underneath your eyes and stick it to your face. Oh and then God. it might that just not sounds uncomfortable in a whole different way, <laughs> <laughs> but it might work. I don't know. I, I saw I saw like a like a figure of somebody doing something like that. I'm like, oh, OK, I've got this kind of I mean, stuff. You know, now. I don't keep it on usually for that, so, you know, for the duration of the grocery store run. You right. Know? So I, it's not that know, long, I guess. Not something that um, every day of my life wearing for hours on end, though. Um, but <sighs> I, I do think that distance hangs with people are going to become increasingly important. Yeah. Um, for sanity purposes. Yeah. I mean, you're lucky that you've you found somebody that you've been able to, you know, have these discussions and negotiate with. Um, I yeah. feel like that's going to be, I think I feel like that's ultra rare. I feel like that's not like a, a thing that a lot of people are doing. Um, maybe, right. maybe, I mean, if anybody is, let us message us, let us know. I'm, and I'm sure I'm not the it. only person who's done this, but uh, yeah, it's not you're, necessarily common. You're probably uh, not. You're, you're definitely not. There's, <laughs> right. there's no way. But I would only say it, like it's, I think it's, I know for me, it was, a, it was a great idea. Um, just to make this whole thing, you know, tolerable. Right. Now, at least I, I don't feel this dread, you know, before it was, I was feeling the sense of dread when I was by myself and it was just this, oh my God, am I just completely isolated? And even though I, you know, as I mentioned, I like having my own time to myself. I still like that. But the idea of just being stuck without any other human contact indefinitely for months on end, that, that's, that sounded, that was just terrible. And so I, I, one way or another, I was going to find, you know, build a quarantine bubble find a community to join into um that was i wasn't gonna really go any other way right i i I mean i just want to know like i guess talk to your friend when you have a second i want to know there's there's thousands of people out there that are living by themselves and only have the ability to zoom people or maybe even don't have the ability to zoom people maybe they're just using the phone you know if they don't have technology but like I want to mm. know what, how they're feeling because mm. even just be, even me and Marissa, like isolating in the apartment for as long as we have, like you get stir crazy. You got to get yeah. outside. We have to go for a walk. Like we try to go every, you know, every day if we can, you know, sometimes work doesn't permit, but you know, I want to, I just want to know how they're feeling. Cause I, yeah. it definitely got to me for sure. And I was living, you know, 
we're two people living together, you know, yeah. it got us a lot closer, significantly closer. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it was like, I, I, if it was affecting me, I was like, I want to know how it was affecting other people as well yeah. who were by I'm themselves. sure as people going crazy. And if you're one of those people, I definitely, I would recommend exploring, you know, is there anybody that, you know, who's also alone uh, where you could consider joining and whether or not it's a relationship um, you know, maybe, or just a friendship. Uh, is there anybody that you might consider joining a quarantine with who doesn't necessarily live in your home, but you can make agreements to still create a closed right. container, um, closed bubble. I, I would recommend it. I mean, it's, it's certainly better than the alternative of just being yeah. stuck by yourself. And, and I do think that the, the things that have been really helpful have been the, for me has been the routine getting stuck in some sort of routine. Like I've been get, I've still been getting dressed. I've still been waking up to my alarm. I've still been trying to like get into the work mode and I've been lucky. I've been fortunate to be working, but at the same time, like even, even not that like Marissa's got call, regular calls with her friends scheduled in the calendar. Like I was for several weeks having, you know, a, a game night with, um, with uh, my cousins and trying to play video games. And I mean, it stopped since then, but I, w I would like to pick that back mm. up. It's usually on Tuesday nights, Mike, by the way, which is, is a oh. Tuesday night. But it so doesn't matter. It's not, it's not, yeah, everybody knows now. Um, but the thing is like, I think that that's been very helpful, like having the call, having the, yeah. having the regular get getting dressed, having breakfast, having coffee, doing that kind of stuff yeah. has been help. Having something to look forward to has been helpful. Yeah. And I mean, you raise a good point here. You know, my, I still have things in my calendar, a lot of it, you know, work meetings and that kind of thing. But I think there's a, an importance there of scheduling social activities on the calendar. Yeah. You know, whether even if they're on zoom or if you can make them as distance hangs even better. Right. Um, I think it's really important to make sure that just to stay sane through yeah. all this. For sure. For sure, man. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I do want to know how you feel. Like, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to be divisive, but I want to know things are opening up and it scares me a little bit because I know things are, it's, it's going to come back in some way. It's There's going to be surges. Everybody's predicting some sort of surges, but it just scares me that certain areas are opening up. And, mm -hmm. and I feel like I've got friends, acquaintances, colleagues who have family. I'm trying not to be specific, for, but like that are still in the hospital, that are still in, you know, fighting and just trying to survive. And it's just like... For me, it's it's just baffling mm -hmm. how it could be just some people are just writing everything off. I want it to be done as much as everybody else does. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I want to get, I want to see people. I want to get back to to some sort of normalcy and being able to to interact with my family and go to the beach and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it, I'm st I I me am still scared. Other people may not feel that way, but I'm still afraid of this thing getting keep continuing and spreading and you know affecting my family and having a loss in my you know for, god forbid and you know my family or some a close friend or we've had close friends who have lost you know 
people and it's just i don't know i just wish i just wish that everybody would would think about that a little bit well yeah sure i could play i could argue both sides of this actually so go ahead i mean on the one hand you know like you're saying yeah people are talking about opening up and then it's like wait a minute but what's changed nothing's different than it was so if we open up that means things are just gonna spike up again and so that concern you're naming is true uh now the other side of it um let's rewind the clock back to the beginning of this thing when we started the social distancing and we talked started talking about flattening the curve um Let's remember back to what was the whole intention of flattening the curve. Flattening the curve was never intended to, you know, end the disease. To even it was never even intended to have less people get the disease. The right. whole point was to extend out the timeline so that we would stay under the capacity of the healthcare system. Right. Um, so you could argue then that we've done that. We have flattened the curve by doing the social distance, distancing. Uh, now, have you flattened it enough? Uh, you know, and, and I think maybe there's metrics, and there are, there are different. But there's, this is tracked on different um, websites yeah. now. You know, what is the capacity and everywhere of, of different uh, the medical system? But in a sense, um, the the strategy here was never about stopping this. It was about slowing it down. Right. So at so it's I don't know that we're going to... It's going to continue. Yeah, people are going to get... I mean, unless there's some miracle vaccine, I don't think realistically the vaccine's in the coming in the immediate future. Um, so barring something there, or the other alternative that where we could reopen in a safer way is more testing. Right, And yeah. so that, I mean, that's the big thing, right? The, the, big, the big thing we're playing in is this uncertainty here. It's almost like, uh, you know, you know about Schrodinger's cat quantum mechanics theory? Or... Uh, it was actually originally a, a joke someone made as a way of, um, you know, kind of dismissing the ideas of quantum mechanics. The idea is you have a cat mm-hmm. and it's in a box. Right. Um, and there's also poison in the box that has, uh, and there's a 50% chance based on the half-life of this poison that it's that it's been released or not. And the point is that until you open the box, you don't know. The cat is actually both dead and alive until the mm-hmm. moment you open the box and then you know then the in and in that moment of observing that's when the universe decides is the cat dead or is it alive but until you open the box the the uncertainty principle here at work is that the cat's both dead and alive and we're in this kind of schrodinger's cat right now right. situation yeah. with the coronavirus where everybody that you know, because we don't have tested, because we haven't opened the box and observed it, there is some state of potentials, of probabilities that right. everybody it has one it or way, doesn't have it. It could go the other way. Could, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we have to operate under this assumption that everybody has it. But that's if we I, have more testing thinking. available, yeah. if it, then, we, then we can collapse down those potentials and we have more information. And now we know, we'll have more information about who does, who doesn't have it. And of course that yeah. changes rapidly because it can change tomorrow, it can change in an hour. Yeah. Um, but more testing will give us data points uh, and give us uh, more. So by reducing the uncertainty around who has it, who doesn't have it, um, that could allow us some ability to open up more safely. Um, so there's scenarios like that. Um, and also I think to some extent, um, I I don't know that we were ever gonna have less people get this. I think the idea was always that, you know, most people are going to get it. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. 
I you that, you have you you have you're a superhuman now though, right? You I mean, do you have a mute? Do we do we not know this yet? But you presumably have are in some better position personally. In, so, yeah. So that's in theory. However, I don't. I, you know, I don't know for certain. I have a. Can you get the antibody test now to see if you still I have can, the antibodies? Yeah, can, Is it I even can useful? Go down the street. I can go down the street and get it get tested i guess that would be useful However, right because you didn't get the actual coronavirus test so now you can kind of validate it right exactly but um at the same time i i have a colleague who um you know who i've been told that he had it he he had it he had the antibody test and then he he got it again and they're Damn. testing him for another strain of it. I don't know how. Damn. I don't know for certain. These are all, these are, I don't know. But basically, he, that's what I've been told. <laughs> and um, through secondhand information. Um, and he's one of, you know, the one, one of the ones who has a, you know, critical family members. And has been in and out of the hospital. And I don't want to get too much into it, but. I just want to bring that to say that there is the possibility of you getting multiple mm. strands. At least, mm. at least, at least it hasn't been ruled out, and I don't think anybody's ruled that out yet. Right. Um, so, in my mind, at least even that there's the possibility, and it hasn't been confirmed or denied. You have to, like you said, Schrodinger's cat. You have to see if you have to assume that that may be a possibility and you have to behave in a way that that is, you know, Hey, that's probably true until proven otherwise. Um, but <sighs> I don't know, man, I don't want to get, I don't want to get super deep into that stuff because it, it, I don't know. It makes me feel so, it's so upsetting and yeah. I don't know. I don't want to talk about well, hearsay and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, well, it's real, I, right? It's real, and I don't, I don't know, man. I don't want to. I know there's a lot of people who just want to go, 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 and open and open and open and do everything. Wow. I want to do that, but at the same time, I've like witnessed it firsthand. I've witnessed it secondhand through all the, you know, the people that I know that have gotten it, or and, and there are people who have lost people, their loved ones, and it is just. It's just, it's like a freaking war zone here, man. Mm. It's just so sad. And then there's, I know there's other parts of the countries that haven't seen it like that, but you know, you don't want it to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to get to the point where you're losing loved ones. And then you understand that, assume that that's a possibility and protect them. You and, know what I mean? And yeah. I, I, I know we're, op- I know, I know we're going to be in financial ruin if we don't get everything back up and running. And that's important as well. And other countries are playing with that, you know, possibility, but it's just, it's touched so many people that I know that I just don't, it's just so sad, man, when you see it and, and, and maybe just people haven't seen it firsthand. If you're living in different parts of the country and you haven't witnessed it and you haven't had had it had a bad case, maybe maybe you had a very mild case or something like that. But until it, it, it until it hits you and uh, touches your life in some way, you don't know. You don't really grasp it. Right. And I don't know. And yeah, and I'm in New York. I'm in New York, man. Yeah, you're in Ground Zero. 
Yeah. And it's just, and, it's just sad. It's so sad that like, imagine losing, like imagine losing your dad. Like <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's man. just, it's just here today, gone tomorrow. Can't see them. And, and bare, you know, I do know people who have, can't who send have them died. off. And it's, um, yeah, it's, and even if you haven't personally experienced uh, the disease or anyone who's died from it or gotten sick, um, I think there's definitely a lot of mourning that needs to happen and needs to be expressed, if nothing else, then for the life that we had uh, just a few months ago, right? Yeah. Where we were able to, all the things we took for granted, right? go to the bar and have a party and visit your friends for right. a coffee. Um, yeah. You know, all these things that we took for granted. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's, uh, we need to mourn that. And, and, you know, of course, with the hope that we can return to some of that stuff at some time. Uh, and it's not where we are now. And I mean, I, w I went through a mourning process myself, right? You know, you know, re when it really hit me, oh man, this is real. It hit me, um, you know, kind of just after we hung out in New York, right? When I was back in Baltimore, right before Pete, they started locking down Baltimore and I was just watching what was happening here. And it really hit me, oh man, this is real. I'm not going to be able to do any of the things I had planned. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to be able to like, to do any of the stuff that I normally like doing. And it, I, when I realized that, I just had this moment of crying and just mourning the loss of a reality. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And I think um, everybody's with you. I think everybody feels that right now. Yeah. I think everybody feels that same exact way. Yeah. And I, and, I, and it's super important. Uh, and, and there is a, and I think if we can go through that mourning, I, I think many of us don't engage in that mourning process or at least don't, uh, consciously engage in it or, or suppress it. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the suffering comes in because we are so attached to what reality was. We haven't yeah. quite let it go. And, uh, and because of that, we're not able to accept it and we're yeah. stuck there. But I think in, in, in a strange way, the, through the acceptance and the mourning process, um, yeah. There is some liberation that through actually accepting what's going on right now and mourning the loss, we can start to then yeah. see uh, how to move forward and what the silver and there are silver linings, right? Case in point for me, if not for this, I, I wouldn't be in this relationship I'm in right now, very likely, yeah. uh, you know, so in, and um, I'm getting a very unique life experience right now yeah. that I wouldn't otherwise have had. And if this is one example, this is the one very obvious example in, in my life, but there's more. There's a lot of things happening now, like the stuff we were talking about. Oh, we're now connecting closer with our old high school crew. Yeah. So I mean, there's, there's, there's all, there's all yeah, sorts of silver there's linings. There's silver linings. But, and so I, I, so I th as much as, I mean, granted, this sucks. And, and if we're, if we do the morning, we can start to make the best of it. And right. I, I, I think there's, and we can also start to see what needs to happen more clearly. And for example, uh, I mean, you mentioned the economy and I would, I would name that as another example of a place where we're, we have more. this attachment <laughs> yeah. to an old model, 
And um, I feel like this whole pandemic is I'm like begrudgingly becoming a socialist, you know, right. <laughs> um, where I'm, hey, I've historically been pretty libertarian minded. Right. Yeah. Um, although I've identified more as a, I would call it a socialist libertarian. I, I, I like the idea of a society where everyone's provided for and it doesn't require coercion. Um, if there's a way to bring that reality forward, maybe this is the time. But I mean, th this idea of the appeals to the economy, I, I see that as a very strange um, thing to think about. <laughs> well, it's well, weird. it's a. I think it's it's solving it's for weird. the wrong problem. The the, the, the whole point of jobs and all this stuff is so people can provide for themselves, right? But it's not about the jobs. It's about people need to eat food. It's about the people, people need to have a roof over their heads. Um, right. This has nothing to do with the Dow. This has no, nothing to do GDP with or with any unemployment rates. Like that's irrelevant. What's relevant is okay. How do we get the food that's growing in the ground to people? To, How do we get the humans that need them into the into the beds with the roofs? Right. right? This is not this, and we we're very attached to this model of oh, the way it works is this model. Everybody where you has have to a work, job, and, and then you, they go to work, get, then yeah, they get money, you work. then you buy things. And, and of course, there's something that we, you know. There's something to say for people, um, everyone making their unique contributions. Although I would hazard a guess that in a reality where everyone has their basic needs provided for, you would actually see a lot more people contributing in way more interesting ways to the overall society. You would see a lot more creativity, see more artists, more entrepreneurs. You'd see way more entrepreneurs in a world where people didn't have to worry about literally how am I going to pay the rent, how am I going to buy my groceries. Right. Uh, so I'm, well, I'm I think increasingly makes... in the uh, universal basic income train I hear as this you. goes on. And you know, I... the economy conversation is it, it's kind of missing the point to me when we're saying, oh, we right. have to reopen because the economy. Well, I think fear. I think fear leads to productivity. Am I going to pay my? Am I going to be able to afford this house? Okay, I've got to. I got to work harder. I got to get this thing. And I think, you know, are we, are we the most productive society in the world? No, but I think we're we're fairly productive. That's you know? a trap, though, too, right? Yeah, uh, this productivity trap. And I see them, and I can reflect on myself here. But, my but it dehumanizes behaviors. us. It dehumanizes well, everybody. Yeah, I mean, what I'm experiencing on the personal level um, is in this moment, I have a lot more spaciousness, especially since being in my own place, and I was able to knock out so many of the items on my to-do list, right? And I'm finding myself in this interesting situation now, where I. I don't have a whole lot of pending things that I have to do. I don't have the same inundation that I used to have. And I'm finding right. myself not knowing what to do with it, right? And, like, oh, wait. And, and I'm looking, I'm trying, um, sometimes I'm creating more work for myself. Uh, or sometimes I, you know, just this compulsive, oh, let me check my email. Let me check the Facebook. Right. And, yeah. you know, just checking the different things as if, oh, the, you know, this is it's this, this itch of, Oh, there, there must be something that I need to be worried about right now. It's like I'm looking for that. Right. And so I'm <laughs> maybe been, it's on maybe it's on Twitter. You know, maybe it's, I've been wait. thinking about this a lot today, actually. <laughs> I have I have I have to like, OK, with all of so everybody has a routine that they do. Right. Everybody goes to work. Everybody comes home. Everybody eats. Everybody has all their activities, you know, that they want to do and things you want to get done. And with without the ability to do anything and everything and running around and doing all that stuff. Now all you, you suddenly have all this time back, right? You can't, you can't like, Oh, I, can't, I don't have time to do this. I got to go run. 
I got to go run and do these 30 things before I can come back and eat and change before I have to do this other thing. It's like you have all this time buyback and it allows you to be, I, I don't know. I just realized like I did so much shit that I didn't mm -hmm. need to do and, and worried about so many things that I didn't need to worry about in some way it's been freeing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but at the same time, there's on to what you were saying, you know, universe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a comment on the universal income thing, but I do will say that I, I think that that, the thing that is happening to me and probably to many others out there is worry. Worry, am I going to be okay? Is my family going to be okay? Am I going to have a job? Am I going to, am I going to have food? You know, am I going to lose my house? Am I going to get, am I going to be able to get a house eventually? You know, and I think the worry is in the unknowns. And because there are so many unknowns and so many worries, it, it just leads to fear and panic and like, mm. I, I, I just find myself trying to be busy right. in order to not worry as much. And, right. and yet, and I'm trying to be productive at work and I'm doing things, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if half the business that I did last year is going to be there are going to be, are the, right. are these companies going to be in existence? Like it's worry and fear. And I think it's just like you said before, it's got to open that box. You mm -hmm. got to wait and see. And I got to calm myself down and just say, Hey, it's going to take some time. But you, you just 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 put a arbitrary date in the future, and wait until that date, and then see what happens. Wait, wait two months. Wait two months. Put a calendar invite and see. And sure. I think that that's the only way to really just alleviate worry is to be like, all right, I'm not going to worry about today. I'm going to worry about it on this day, and then check in with myself and not worry about the job and the food and the and uh, the economy and health and just keep doing the right thing until that time you know sure or the exact opposite <laughs> oh you do that <laughs> which okay. is tune more into the present moment and, right which and, is a, that's a great point that's a really great point and right so in the present moment all those fears right these aren't here those are the future this is the future that we're fearing so if we can really and this is how i see a lot of what's going on now is a real spiritual test and and this whole experience is uh an opportunity to practice and so there's a lot of things go that, that are going on here right one is um embracing the mystery and we like to live in this illusion that reality is solid and that we know what's happening and, and it actually it's not it, it, it changes like that, you know, right. the, there's a mystery. And so there's a, there's a little bit of, we have to embrace the mystery and we have to be comfortable in more stillness because that we are a constantly, myself included, constantly distracting ourselves with this thing right. and that thing and moving around, going and there the and phone and the this, thing and the social up. media and yeah. whatever. And so now what do you do in stillness? So, and that stillness and coming into that, that presence and, and so instead, and, and on mystery is yeah it can be frightening uh but the other side of mystery um in, aside from fear is there's so much interesting stuff that can happen too is that Definitely. the mystery the un the unknown is also the source of everything genuinely surprising and interesting right For so sure. 
Uh, I, I view this whole thing as a giant spiritual practice. Self, as a, as a, everybody, as a country, as a world, collectively, check yes, and in, check in, yourself, individually. You know, yeah, you know, check in with yourself. Yeah, and I and I've said this before on the phone or, or on the podcast on the phone uh, <laughs> on the podcast. Like I've checked in with a career counselor periodically, and I started. I think uh, I think it was like eleven years ago. Um, around this time 11 years ago and I checked in with my career counselor and I think that the thing that I was looking for when I was talking was a ref was reflection um, hold on one second um, I think the thing that I was looking for looking was at an email or something <laughs> no I got a phone call from my dad and I wasn't sure if it, if uh, I think he's just checking in. But anyway, so my dad just called me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, dad, I'm podcasting. <laughs> um, Mike says hi. Hi. <laughs> the other thing, he's going to call me back. I guarantee it. But the thing this is. This is why like, you put your phone on airplane mode before podcasting. Well, son of a B. I, I, I do. I should put it on airplane mode. But the point is, <laughs> the thing that I was looking for, the thing that I was looking for when I was talking to my career counselor was reflection the thing that made me feel comfortable was looking backwards and i don't think i've allowed myself to do this even in this quarantine it's just been like getting through the day and just just trying to be and survive and be healthy and see what what the next thing is that's going to come on the tv what's cuomo going to say but the thing that was comforting was exactly what you said was when I reflected to, in 11 years, I've known, first of all, I've known this person for 11 years. I've checked in with them periodically for 11 years. And my, how far have I come in 11 years? And where mm. am I? And what am I doing? And what's my life look, uh, look like? And that's my actual, that's my homework assignment is to do more reflection of how far I've come in this time. And even, even with this pandemic and society and all that kind of stuff, like, the comforting thing that has been the reflection. This happened back when I was living in Syracuse and I came back from my birthright trip. Like the thing that gave me comfort, I was very, I felt very lost. I was probably like 25, 26. The thing that was very comforting was the reflection mm -hmm. of I'm doing okay. I'm living my life. I'm, I'm, my life's pretty good. Like when I went and saw how other people live and, you know, and the burdens that they have to bear in another country. It was like, I've got a pretty good, like, you know, enjoy yourself. And mm -hmm. that gave me the freedom to be able to play and have fun and start doing improv and all that and really double down on that and have a lot of fun. And that led me to here. That let me come in, you know, do the things that I'm doing. And, and I think the reflection is very comforting. And I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, man. And this is a great time for a reflection. Um, and I guess this yeah. is the part where Walking the Earth podcast becomes the antithesis of a travel show, but it becomes a show about stillness. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me look. Somebody, somebody like is looking through iTunes and they're like, oh, Walking the Earth po podcast. I can escape. Yeah, I can get away. <laughs> right. Go hear about right. some foreign country. Well. <laughs> Bring it right back now. home. Yeah. <laughs> the stillness is, yeah, I definitely think it's a good thing. I definitely think it is a good thing. 
Mm-hmm. And it's been really positive for, you know, my, I think my relationship, I think it's been really positive getting to, this is the most time I've spent with Marissa ever, you know, continuously. Like, because think about it, I'm going to be at work for eight to 10 hours a day, plus including lunch and travel time. Like, I'm sure many, many people have spent more time away from their homes during the week. So there's, there's uh, 50, 50, 60 hours that you get back. You know, this is the most continuous time I've spent with her. And it's mm. been it's been really positive. We've really bonded in many ways. We've gotten like a lot closer. Um, I and I think that like I think I, we said it in the last episode. Like just spending the time with a person, just being in the room, not having to have an agenda, just like existing, just coexisting, me. coexisting is important. And I th- I can see the value in your venture that you're in right now like there's definitely learning to coexist with somebody is a is a new adventure and a good way to spend the time and it can help you open up for sure when you have no you're not running around and oh let's schedule a date let's fit this thing in here you're just being present which is really good and also this scenario is allowing me to spend more time with myself and that's coming back to this theme of you know the stillness and um getting away from the distractions, um, spending more time just sitting, reading, and you know, trying to embed more spiritual practices into my every day. I mean, I meditate every day, but um, trying to increasingly get in that state every moment, not just the, you know in the morning when it's the designated meditation time, but how do you make every moment a meditation? How do you take it in? How do you really stay present? And, Notice the breath and and really cherish all the things that we still have, that we still take for granted. You know, and that's what I think about now. I think about all the things that I, wow, I can walk across the street and there's a place that someone grew food, delivered it to a centralized place that I can just go with a cart and grab off of walls all the food I need to survive for the next two weeks. And then I can go home and I can like turn this faucet and water comes out of that. And I can turn this other knob and I have, I can, I have fire and I can cook things on it. Uh, You know, I I can walk around. There's trees and flowers in the neighborhood. And there's, there's all these things that we still take for granted and uh, so I'm increasingly just trying to add gratitude, right? Yeah, is totally. a, is an antidote in many ways. Um, yeah, yeah. I've thought about that as well. Is you know, in a different, same same but different. But the, you know, where do the things that when you just are born and you're you acquiesce to uh, some sort of normalcy, normal society, right? And you have all these gadgets and gears and fire out of a stove and water. You don't, you just know that they're there and that you use them. You take it for granted. You take it for granted and you don't appreciate it. And that's one thing that I- don't appreciate that I can go to the bar and meet my friend for coffee. Right. And like that, that's one thing I was thinking about with the mask thing 
is like, you know, um, that's one thing we're witnessing it be normalized and witnessing it to come into, um, it, you know, become a, become a thing that we do. Right. As opposed to like, why do we, you know, um, not knowing why shorts became shorts, right? We know where, how the masks came to be and different because of this whole COVID thing. And why do we have to social distance? And why do we, why do we greet each other by shaking hands? You know, why, when did that become normal? When did it become normal to hug everybody? Because now <laughs> you can't do that. Like when did, when did, when did all these cu- customs Yeah, remember when we would meet strangers and, and the first thing you would do is touch each other's hands. You would hug each other and shake, the, <laughs> shake their hands. Like when did this, be, like, it's, it's, it's weird, you know. It, uh, I miss that though. I do miss shaking hands. Yeah, <laughs> Sh- I, I miss don't miss shaking, shaking hands. hands and hugging people. I miss hugging people. I miss yeah. shaking hands can be a, a, a give or take because if sure. I don't know if my hands hugging are gonna be clammy. So, for sure. I don't know if their hands are gonna be clammy. Like, is it gonna be a sticky <laughs> handshake? A grip? I don't. Is it? I don't want to have to outgrip the other person. I try not to do any of that. You know, <laughs> it's just a source of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but. I don't know. I think about that kind of stuff. Like we're creating new norms now. Like the Zoom call is becoming a norm. Like that wasn't a thing that you did on TV, but now it's a normal thing. Okay. And somebody who comes, like if somebody became was born, starts watching TV, and then they start seeing the Zoom calls a year from now or two years from now, they'll be like, yeah, I saw that become a normal thing. You know, right. it's um, it's like the invention the invention of TV. It's like, oh no, I didn't have a, I didn't know what a TV was, but now I now I have one, and I I've so, seen it come into existence. Like we're seeing all these new habits and 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 things become norm um, in real time, instead of uh, you know, instead of it just be there. Hmm. It's kind of interesting to me. That's what I think about. Yeah. Anyway. What a conversation we've yeah. had. <laughs> um, anyway, Mr. Michael, we should check in again um, and definitely see how we're at in, in a couple weeks. Yeah, definitely. Well, I've got all this, you know, time to fill now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Podcast for day. Let's, let's do like a five-day marathon podcast let's see what happens but record an episode for five days for five days straight somebody will listen i hope oh my god yeah we could do it on twitch or something yeah that'd Um, be fun we can revisit that one (laughs) (laughs) for next time anyway in the meantime i'm justin castle from new york city and i'm mike margulies in oakland california thanks for tuning in to walking the earth podcast and we'll talk to you next time may the force be with you (laughs) no 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 no